Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome, everyone. You've made it back to the China shop. Get your asses inside. We got two bulls trading information today. I'm shopkeeper Dan, bull number one. With me, as always, is bull number two, Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, do you like how I made you number two? I would prefer to be called second bull. Second bull. Number <laughs> number two sounds a bit derogatory. How about I'll be bull A and you can be bull one. All right. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, folks, we're glad you made it. Uh, we got another trading information episode where we're just going to talk about some quick news stories. Get you ready to start your day off fresh in the morning. Or or your evening fresh at night. It doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Listen, listen as you yeah. like. <laughs> Put it out when we feel like it. Uh, yeah, well, I'll get around to it someday. <laughs> you can listen when you feel like. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Uh, let's. Uh, should we play the song? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason why we made it, isn't it? Well, that's true. We're just... Two bulls 
trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right, Kyle. What do you what do you got for us? Well, I think you have the actual real stories. I mean, I have stories, but you have the ones that are actually looking at the economic shit. Yes, consumer confidence is, fell for the third straight month in June. That's a that means that's a sign of a strengthening economy, right? It's not a forbringer of inflation or uh, not inflation. I'm sorry, recession. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody knows the the lower the confidence in the consumers, the higher the confidence in the business world. I want to know if when that bottoms out, if that's like a buy signal. Oh, well, when you see consumer confidence turn around, be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. Well, you know, not even looking at the article, I, I isn't traditionally when poor people stop spending money when the wealthy start buying everything up and increase their wealth for the next up cycle. <laughs> right. When, when the poor people uh, liquidate everything for yeah. pennies on the dollar, that's, like, that's usually the cycle. Yeah. Oh God, uh, we don't have any money. Let's sell everything we have so we can have some money to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yep. that number of confidence has <laughs> gone down three months in a row. It is not a good sign. Good, good confidence equals more spending equals better earnings is the simple math on it. Mm. What's the what's the PhD level math? Uh, I'll sit back. I got my pen ready to take notes. <clears throat> well, you take the topography of the combined demand matrix. Okay, those are big words. Good. And you've you've got to you've got to spin that topwise. Okay. You got to spin it topwise, and that'll give you a gauge and an indication of how the private equity uh, is hedging against the, the the public risk factors in the macro environment. And that is the formula for measuring demand. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's a little Easter egg for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I don't know the complex math, Kyle. I just know business speak. You just know big words. Big words. I know business. I went to the business store and I bought some business. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, it is inflation and the fear of recession. Um, You know, people just aren't spending money because they don't have it. So did Biden say that he doesn't believe a recession is happening in June? Or do we have to wait till July's numbers to see if his words had any effect on people's confidence? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I think we got to wait a month to see. All right. We'll keep track of that because I know nobody else they- will. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quote here from uh, an economist, the chief US economist at Oxford. So this is a British economist mm. talking about the US, Kathy Bostiansik. Uh, consumers increased pessimism is consistent with our view that consumer spending in the broader economy are downshifting to a much slower growth path amid high inflation, rapidly rising interest rates, and financial market volatility. While we still see strong economic fundamentals preventing the U.S. economy from slipping into recession, the pathway to a softish landing is narrowing. Oh. Mm. So, you know, there you go. So we're either going to soft land or we're going to crash yeah. and burn. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that's a really fancy way of saying, like, it's getting harder and harder to dodge this recession. Yeah, we're having a harder time emergency landing this plane. It, right. It, it, it went from landing on a football field to landing on a one-lane highway. <laughs> the M1 at rush hour. <laughs> I'm not getting over for that plane. Fuck that plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they should be using the HOV lane. Yeah, right. I have a story that was uh, posted by Vague Macaroon. Ooh. 
that I wanted to cover. Uh, apparently, Ukraine is pursuing war crime charges against the leaders of big Western banks such as J.P. Morgan, Chase, City, and I'm going to try to pronounce this the way the British do, HSBC. Okay. <laughs> Over the, uh, this is over Russia's financing, uh, as I say, the uh, the Russian war effort, in Russian oil. Wow, you know that's a that's an interesting argument. Uh, it, I mean, it's pretty obvious that I mean it looks like they have a pretty good case. Uh, earlier this month, uh, uh, I'm never going to pronounce this name right. Ustenko, that the Hungarian dude? No, it's a uh, it's uh, Zelensky's advisor, Oleg Ustenko. Oh. Uh, earlier this month, he wrote to the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon and the bosses of Citigroup and HSBC, asking them to cut ties with companies that trade Russian oil and sell shares in Russian oil and gas firms such as Gazprom and Rosneft. Of the banks, he said that we're going to pursue maybe not companies but managers of those companies. Uh, so they have two different options: the first one being the ICC, the International Criminal Council, I think. Mm -hmm. So the ICC cannot prosecute entities, but it can prosecute individuals. So I think that's why they're targeting the heads of these banks. Right. Um, yeah. So in the in his letter to the banks, uh, Ostenko accused the banks of prolonging the war in Ukraine. So it goes on here to detail like what exactly they're doing. So JP Morgan's providing credit to Vitol, which trades Russian oil. And the bank's Russian Securities Investment Trust holds shares in Rosneft, Sverbank, and Gazprom. Uh, HSBC's asset management arm also has stakes in Gazprom and Rosneft, and Citigroup extends credit to Vitol and the Russian energy giant Luke Oil, uh, the letter said. So, sorry, at the very end of this, JP Morgan did tell the uh, Financial Times publication that it helped implement the sanctions against Russia, and that's where the article stops. <laughs> well, to me, the question becomes... Because like, obviously, doing business with the Russian government is out of the question. Nobody's, they're not doing that. There's sanctions on that. Well, there's supposed to be sanctions on Russian oil, too. But, but here's, the th here's what I gathered from the, the article, is that if you help write the sanctions and implement them, then you have a much better say of making sure you can still do whatever the fuck you want. Right, right. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting <laughs> at is, is in, in Russia, there's a lot of companies that are, are, shall we say, completely loyal to the state. Okay. But not necessarily the state owned or state run. And it sounds like they're still doing business with those companies. Uh, I can't speak for all of them, but I can say that Gazprom is 50%, over 50% owned by the state. So, ooh, uh, not necessarily. All right. All right. Well, then I'm with Ukraine here. Right? <laughs> I'm with Ukraine on this one. Sorry, Jamie Dimon. I don't see Vitol on this list. Uh, what was the other one? It started with an L. Uh, Gazprom is the only one that stands out. So, I mean, maybe there's more ownership or, uh, I, I can't really speak to those other ones. I can see, uh, based on, uh, just a quick Google search that, yeah, definitely Gazprom is owned more than half owned by Russia. Damn. So, so maybe, maybe the war would be over if the banks just played ball, played ball, followed the, the edicts. <laughs> war's, war's worth a lot of money. Yeah. To the financiers. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah, I'm not surprised to see HSBC in this group, too, after uh, learning about them taking money from drug cartels. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're all awful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If if you want a refresher course on how awful banks are, uh, our Ian Frazier guest episode, give that one a listen. And if you want a refresher on how incompetent they are, <laughs> Jared Pippler is another good one. <laughs> yes, it is a stunningly terrible setup of evil and incompetent. God. It's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, the housing market 
is uh, still going strong, but it's slowing down. Apparently, you start raising interest rates. Uh, it it really cools things off. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of stories, too, about a lot of um, mortgage companies like cutting cutting their workforce, too. So, I mean, you know, that's never a good sign. No, and it's happening at the same time we're seeing U.S. home prices up nearly 20% in, for the month of May from the year before. Right. Uh, some cities like Tampa thir- is up 36%, Dallas 30%, like insane Oof. price growth. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I did see it wasn't in this particular CNN article, but uh, maybe about a week ago, I saw a thing that was saying last year, China spent almost $7 billion buying homes in the United States to rent to us. Oh, great. And that's that's <laughs> got to be that's got to be a big part of why we're seeing the, the supply dwindle. Uh, just institutional investments into the homes. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many offers I've had to, to purchase uh, the rental that I have. That I know that wasn't coming from just somebody that's like, I want to buy a house today. No, that's Ooh, coming right. from probably a bank or, or China. You're, you're right. I mean, if you can't get your house built by a Chinese company, you might as well uh, go find one that's been built in the US, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to say they're winning, they're winning the long-term war by just slowly buying us. Right. Just foreclose on everybody. <laughs> like silly capitalists, you're for sale. Okay. We'll buy a little bit more, buy a little bit more, buy a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we'll own you in a hundred yeah. years. Doesn't matter. We've been around 2000. We play a long game. Uh, they really do. Yeah. That is kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are for sale. Uh, great. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else you got, Kyle? <laughs> uh, last one that really caught my eye. I was looking at the uh, the Walmart earnings that came out, and apparently uh, Reuters is blaming them for the, the stock market sell-off at the end of the day. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, this, uh, <laughs> that stock's ended sharply lower. As a profit warning by Walmart dragged down retail shares and exceptionally weak consumer confidence data also fueled fears about the spending. So I guess that's in conjunction with what you were saying. Yeah. But Walmart cut their full-year profit fork uh, forecast late on Monday. Uh, they blamed surging prices for food and fuel and said it needed to cut prices to pair inventories. So the shares sank about 7.5% over the course of the day. Uh, shares of Target also fell 3.6, Amazon 5.2, and the S&P Retail Index Fund another 4.2%. Wow. So the majority of the companies, I say in this article, uh, that reported today beat on their earnings, and that's been the case. But of course, there have been some warnings, and that's what the market is focusing on. This is Peter Cardillo, chief market economist at Spartan Capital Securities in New York. Oh, so all the all the guidance has been bad, like even if the earnings are good. Well, I don't think Walmart had good earnings. And then Microsoft uh, also, I think, uh, missed, missed as well, even though they kind of rebounded uh, after hours. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I mean, just like you said, a consumer sentiment drop in. If people don't have money to spend, then where's where's that coming going to come out of? Yeah. Now, on the one, on the other hand, uh, I remember when we talked to, uh, was it Stephen Mathai Davis? Yeah. Uh, and he talked about the back to school play. So, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe this is just giving us a nice little discount on Walmart uh, heading into the back to school season. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could even have a, uh, their stock could even run up for three months, even if we stay in a bear market. Right. Actually, looking at the chart, Walmart. You cannot resist a stock chart. Yeah, sorry. They did not actually report their earnings. They changed their guidance is all they did. So their earnings don't come out until the uh, 16th of August. They changed their guidance three weeks before they issue their earnings? It's the full year guidance and not even three weeks. This is, is that three weeks? I guess that's three weeks. Yeah, go ahead. Check my math. Math is hard. Can- yeah, you're right. Exactly three <laughs> weeks. 
<laughs> exactly three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So they, they released, they revised their guidance and uh, led to, led to some issues. Wow. I haven't been following the news, but I, I was watching, have been watching the spy so far this week and it's not doing good. No, the, uh, I mean, it's been kind of choppy the last couple of days and that's to be expected with the, uh, the federal reserve having their, the FOMC meeting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, on Wednesday, yeah, we're expecting still to get that 0.75 percentage point rate hike to fight inflation. But Wednesday, um, the 27th of July. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. I want Bovada to start taking bets on what <laughs> what the interest rate change is going to be. But I guess that's what the market is, right? Like if I wanted to bet, it's going to be. Well, yeah. If you. I mean, in line, the markets probably do all right because it should be priced in. If they come out with 1%, then look out. Yeah. Uh, it's probably zero chance or uh, less than zero, not less than zero. What odds are you going to give me? Not quite zero. For uh, 1%? 100 bips. What, what, what odds are you going to give me? I think if I gave you 10 to 1, I'd be ripping you off. I'll, 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 uh, I'll bet you 10 bucks with 10 to 1 odds. Of bet money or real money? <laughs> of bet money. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, 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 wait. Imaginary money is 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 more precious than your real money. <laughs> well, imaginary money leads to consequences that maybe I don't want to take. <laughs> would you rather do real money? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I would. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out uh, Wednesday. Uh, hasn't done it hasn't done a one percent uh a one percentage point rate hike since 1981 oh the last time inflation was this high yeah exactly (laughs) 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 so i guess it's a non-zero possibility but i think uh yeah i think it's a long shot i will say that okay well well then you gave me long shot on but i'm not gonna bet on it okay we're not gonna bet (laughs) if i hear one percent then i'm just gonna (laughs) mark it short (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh, all right, folks. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. I hope you had a good time. Maybe a little bit more informed than you were yesterday or, well, what, 15, 20 minutes ago, at least. <laughs> uh, but we're going to turn- close shop for now, and we'll be back at you soon with another regular episode. Until then, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.